Do you know what this is making me think of, Bets? is we have to convince ourselves first, mm-hmm. right? Like we have to be unapologetic with ourselves. We have yes. to remove the judgment from ourselves because to be honest with you, nobody really cares. Magic Makers. Oh, man. This was a much more impactful conversation than I anticipated when I invited my friend Betsy O'Brien of the Bet's Life podcast and blog to come on to this podcast, Find Your Magic. And what ended up happening, so Bets is a blogger. She, I would even call her a journalist. Like she Um, does a lot of information and uh, blogging about what's going on in Santa Barbara, where I live. That's how we connected. She also has a podcast that really speaks to millennial women, common things that millennial women face in everyday life. And (laughs) what we ended up talking about was this tricky thing that happens when you're building a personal brand, but you're not as confident in yourself as you think you are. I think it is way more common than we admit that we really judge ourselves before we release the things that we make. I have seen so many dead ideas, projects that never become reality, only because the person making that project judged it to death. It is so important to believe in ourselves. I know that sounds like such a shiny Disney thing to say. Believing in yourself is an incredibly important aspect of building a successful personal brand. Here's the thing about building a personal brand. You gotta do it. And a successful personal brand is one that is consistent. You're showing up in the same way over and over so that you present yourself as the expert that you are in the thing that you do. And it establishes trust, especially over time. The more you show up in a consistent way, I mean, that can be everything from the content that you're sharing to the colors that you use in your look and feel to the fonts to, you know, what branding is. Your personal brand is the thing that establishes you as a professional, right? But a lot of people have this, I think, dangerous tendency to hide behind the shiny branding. And they don't put things out into the world that show the real them because they're judging it as unworthy. And so this conversation is really for you if you feel like you are not confident enough in your own idea to actually turn that idea into a reality, or you are thinking that it's time to pivot or adjust the way that you speak in public. You want to pivot your personal brand. You want to adjust your personal brand to reflect who you really are. This is the conversation for you. This is a kind, warm, welcoming environment and conversation with uh, with Betsy of The Bets Life. I really, really think it's an important one, especially if you're a woman over 30. <laughs> so with that, 
please welcome my friend Betsy O'Brien to Find Your Magic. Betsy O'Brien, a.k.a. The <laughs> Bet's Life. <laughs> Yay! I'm so Woo! happy to be here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I Okay, so for y'all's information, Bet's found me on Instagram and reached out through the DMs. She slid into my DMs. <laughs> I did. <laughs> and she was like, hey, I have this idea. I might want to start a podcast. You're a blogger. You're a writer. And you were like, I think, I'm think i thinking of starting a podcast. Can I take you to coffee and just ask you some questions about this podcast? And we lived in the same, we live in the same city. And I was like, hell yes, for multiple reasons. A, I love when internet friends become real friends. <laughs> but B, like... I love having honest conversations with other women about what it actually takes to make these things, because as you and I have talked about many times, nobody sees like the drudgery of like <laughs> the editing and the coming up with topics and like, yeah, so that's what we're here to talk about today. And I'm really excited. <laughs> One, 100%. I know I basically courted you. It was fine. We had coffee. It was wonderful. And I took you, I wanted to talk about podcasting, obviously. And then we ended up talking so much about our lives and getting to know each other. So, but yeah, my advice is always seek out people who are doing what you're doing or what you're trying to do because they're in it. They know what it takes and they can give you real advice because you don't know what you don't know. I didn't know what it was like to podcast before I started doing it. And I just want to wish in a prayer was like, I'm just going to, I don't know. I'm going to start doing this. I think I can do it. It was very optimistic thinking and I am doing it, but um, it was nice to talk to you and get kind of the nitty gritty and the real details and your suggestions on starting and what it is really like and what has been helpful for you. So I always appreciate that. My advice to other women and other entrepreneurs is find like-minded people, DM yes. them, offer to take them out for coffee. Most of the time they're going to say yes, and you can establish a real connection and it can be helpful for both of you. Completely. And I really want to call this out because I get a lot of DMs that I don't follow up on, but I did follow up on yours. And here's why. And you guys take this and like ingrain this in your in your outreach, right? Bets reached out to me with an incredibly specific question that I knew I could answer. So she was like, I really want to talk to you about your experience podcasting. Do you use an editor? Do you da 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 da? And you really clearly laid out what you wanted to talk about. You also said, Can I take you out for coffee from this time to this time? Or can I have one hour? So I knew exactly what I was getting into before I said yes, which was so helpful. And then I think you did this. And if not, this also has worked with me. If, um, if I can't actually speak with you, can I ask you some questions over email? And right. nine times out of 10, I'll say yes to those types of requests. What I say no to as a mentor is someone who doesn't actually have a specific question or they just are like wishy-washy, like, I don't really know what I'm doing. Like, maybe it's this. Like, that's for your therapist. Like, go with God, 
absolutely. But like come with specific questions and that's going to save both you and the person who's you're asking to mentor you. It's going to save so much time. Absolutely. Because then you knew that I had educated myself about podcasting to a degree. I had done my research. I had specifics in mind. Like you said, I wasn't just coming to you like, hey, what's this concept of a podcast? No, there were actually <laughs> yes, specificity. legitimate questions. <laughs> yeah, which I think, and this is sort of what we were talking about uh, covering today in this episode, which is being a creative hearted person, being an mm-hmm. entrepreneurial spirit often means you have a bajillion ideas. And one of the hardest things is being specific about which ideas you want to pursue into making a reality. Right. And (laughs) I, this is so funny because it's something that I struggle with on the daily. This is a huge, huge, big topic because when you are creative and if you're a personality, I think similar to ours, it is so easy to want to do this and this and this. And I have, I can, you know, check out this. And I think this would work for my brand and all this stuff. And to be kind of in this crazy creative headspace while inspiring can be overwhelming. Mm. And so, (laughs) and sometimes you do need to pare it down and to really think about what it is clearly that you would like to do who it is that you want to reach who yes. is your demographic what are you trying to sell or promote mm-hmm. what need are you trying to help if you will mm-hmm. what do you enjoy doing <laughs> yeah that's one that's one that gets overlooked a lot right like yes. that's something that um it's so interesting i was rebooting my business to be my full-time job after three years in corporate tech, right? And for those three years, I still had my business. I still had my courses, um, but they were like my side hustle for those three years. And so coming back to full-time, it being my only source of income, I had a lot of these decisions to make. And I'm so grateful that I did this work early of understanding like, if I don't like the thing, if I don't like doing the thing, then A, my work is going to be subpar, if not shitty. <laughs> and so <laughs> like, it's not going to do well, like people aren't going to buy it or, and I will be miserable. So like yeah, a huge mistake that I made early on was um, <laughs> thinking that I wanted to help people with social media. I do not Like, I love doing social media for myself. I do not like being a social media manager. I know that about myself. So anything to do with being a social media manager or copywriter or whatever, I say no immediately because I know I hate that. I Mm -hmm. hate doing it. That is enough reason to not offer something. Correct. I completely agree. And I'm the same way with social media. A lot of days I'm like, oh, I don't even want to work on my own, let alone for other people. So when I get asked about that, I am very honest that I am not interested either. And I'm like, there's better people for you to go to and people that can manage multiple social media accounts. And I'm good with my good my one. Yeah. (laughs) That's all. That's (laughs) enough for me. Yes, but 
So I, what you're saying, there's a lot of shoulds when you start something and you're experimenting, which I think is, is actually great to do. See what's working, see what's not, see what you enjoy, see what you're like, I I have to do this or I should Mm -hmm. really look at that. That was something that I did when I first started and be okay with letting stuff go. Yeah. Not everything is going to work. Not everything is something that you're going to want to keep doing. And that's okay. If you Mm. experiment with something, if you start it and you pivot, A-okay. That's part of business. That's part of creativity. So don't beat yourself up and really focus on what you're passionate about because that will bleed through into what you're doing and people will see and recognize what you are excited about doing. And that's something that they will be attracted to you for. Yeah. And you'll be happier. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Also. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So talk us through. So you are a blogger. You're a writer. I Mm -hmm. would even go so far as to say I would call you a journalist. Right. Like, yeah, you are like you cover (laughs) you cover local things that are exciting to do. Like and I follow you, even if we weren't friends, I would follow you because you have specific tips about where I live, right? I follow mm-hmm. bets because I learn about really cool things that are happening in my neighborhood or I um, like get ideas for things that I can do with my friends when they're in town, whatever it is. Like I follow you for that specific reason, but you have many things that you share. So this is kind of a piggyback on what we were just talking about, but how do you decide which topics and projects to pursue and write about and which ones are like, this is good, but it's not like exactly the thing that I want to be focusing on. It's a great question. And it's something again, that can be hard some days and really easy others. Yeah. But I think you need to establish sort of pillars of what you're doing. So for me, I'm a writer, I'm a podcaster as well. I do a lot of Santa Barbara stuff like you're talking about. So taking, not to say that you have to focus on one thing. I don't believe in that. I think you can have many things, but not so many that people don't understand what you're really doing. Mm. Enough that people can go to you for specific things. Some people are going to come to me for the podcast. Some people are going to come for writing. Some people are going to come for Santa Barbara activities, lifestyle, all that. So for me, it just depends on what I want to be putting more energy into, but also it's just evolved really organically. I started the blog. I started the Bets Life in 2020 during that, you know, just really easy pandemic time. (laughs) Super easy. (laughs) But I turned 30. I have a background in real estate and I turned 30 and I had this really reflective moment of, okay, not to be morbid, but my life is a third of the way over. I'm turning 30, kind of looking at what I've done with my life and really where I want it to go. Am I passionate about real estate? Do I like some aspects of it? Absolutely. Do I think I was put on this planet to do fix and flips and be a landlord? (laughs) Probably not. And, you know, and that's just honest. So I looked at what I was really passionate about and what I really felt like I could connect with people. And that was writing. I have a background in writing. I had abandoned it to a certain degree, to be honest, over the last before my in my mid 20s. Yeah. 
So I decided to get back to it. And then it was basically, if you give a mouse a cookie, <laughs> what led to me, <laughs> like, I want to get back to writing. Okay, but I, I don't want to necessarily write salesy stuff or write to promote something. Don't get me wrong. That's a big part of writing. Nothing wrong with that. But I knew I wanted to focus on topics that I was encountering as a 30-something woman that I saw yeah. my friends going through that were very significant and real and honest and authentic. So I knew I wanted to kind of write for myself and be in control of what I could talk about. So I did. So I started the blog and then that led to, oh, well, how am I going to promote this? I need social media. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I need to start that account from scratch. I need to build this brand. And now fast forward, that's taken me, I'm on season two of the Bets Life podcast. That's taken me to this other offshoot of podcasting. So it's evolved organically and naturally. And then I think every offshoot showcases who I am in a different way. Mm. You know, you can read something and and get a bit of my personality from that. Or you can see kind of my daily life on Instagram, like you're talking about my Santa Barbara, California lifestyle. Or you can listen to an interview with a podcast. And I I hope it's very dynamic and you get to know me. And my main purpose is connection relatability, <laughs> speaking with other women, particular, particularly. So that's, that's kind of how everything has. <laughs> yeah. <panned out. laughs> yeah. And I love this point, Bets, of how things organically evolve. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us stay stuck in old things that we created when we were a different person. Um, and we feel like we're not allowed to do something different or we're not allowed to evolve or maybe allowed isn't the right word, but maybe that people won't follow us or like us anymore if we change what we speak about or how mm -hmm. we speak about it. And actually, I have found that the opposite is true. The more I have allowed myself to evolve and change how I speak about things, the more it attracts people who also feel and believe the same thing. Like if I was playing, if I was trying to be me three years ago, <laughs> like nobody would benefit from that. Um, and there's this delicate balance, I will say, of letting yourself evolve, but also being focused in the process. Mm -hmm. Like I knew that when I really started healing from codependency in my own life, when I really started my own therapy journey, that I knew that I wanted to talk about those things, but I was very intentional about how I introduced it and um, like not completely abandoning the other things that were important to me in the process. So like I'll just give an example. Um, the podcast, this podcast that you're listening to right now, so meta, <laughs> started out as the place where I started to dip my toe into that mental health advocacy space. And then since then, because it got such a positive uh, response, I've started to introduce it in my marketing stuff. But the actual things that I sell only have like a little flavor of the mental health thing. So the my point being, like, you can evolve. You can talk about the things you want to do. You can talk about the things you want to talk about. And I think it's smart to be really intentional about the direction you're taking your brand. 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know this, I'm sure you and a hard truth that I had to learn early on is when you're starting out, it's so easy to want to create content because you either think, like I said, you think you should or because you want to please everyone oh, you want yes. to have something <laughs> for everyone. And I'm here to tell everyone listening, it's impossible. It it's is. impossible. So at the end of the day, like you're talking about, lean into your interests. And a big one I tell people is, what do people come to you for? What do your mm. friends, what do your family, what do they seek you out for advice? What do they- Like separate some, from business? Yeah, just in general. Like I love that. What, what are your personality traits that they love? I mean, for you, be like, yes, you can have- Kelsey, you have very, you're able to have very honest conversations. You do talk about mental health. That's interesting to you and something that you believe in talking about. I think humor, you know, whatever makes you, you lean into that yeah. and see what people like, if it's interior design, if it, whatever people kind of the adjectives they would use to describe you or the interests that they think you have that's something for you to dive into as well. Like you did just when starting with, Hey, I'm really like, Hmm, what's this mental health and business? This is something that I've gone through. Let me chat about this and look where it's led you. It's led to this whole other Avenue for you. So you're really reminding me of something from the back catalog of my life. (laughs) (laughs) The archives, Um, the archives. (laughs) Yes. Um, So most of you guys, most of the listeners know I was an actress for 10 years and a huge part of being an actress is actually learning how to make yourself a personal brand um, so that you stand out in the sea of other brunettes with blue eyes, right? (laughs) So one of the marketing classes, so I used to take marketing classes as an actress and this was way back when I lived in New York City. So this was like 2010, 2011 and I took this class and they, one of our homework assignments was they gave us a huge list of like 250 adjectives or something crazy, Mm. all that described personality traits or adjectives that would describe people. So not physical traits, but like funny, um, sarcastic, like those are different, right? Right. Um, Witty is different. So lots of different ways of saying that you're funny. Anyway, we got these, this list and our homework was send this to 10 people who know you really well and tell them to pick five adjectives that describe you and see if they track, like see if they're the same. Don't tell anybody what other people picked and then compare. And that will give you a really good baseline of how you already are so you can play to those strengths. I love that. I feel like um, if you're a good friend of mine, you get an anonymous uh, letter. <laughs> in the, I'm like, I want to do that. No, I right? think that's great because it and does I wish teach I, you about yourself and how people yeah. really view you because we all have ideas about ourselves, but they might not necessarily be true. I think we're a lot harder on ourselves than other people. And we oftentimes don't recognize our own strengths like other totally. people do as well. I That's amazing. That's a great exercise. <laughs> I know. I'm like, man, do I need to go back into my, I wonder if it's still in my email archive. Probably not. I wouldn't even know what to search for. But if anybody listening to this knows what I'm talking about, hit me up. Like send me an email <laughs> at hello at com and like, 
Because it was a pretty popular class, as I recall. And I know a lot of listeners and a lot of people on my email list are from that era of my life. So if you're listening and you know what I'm talking about and you have this list, then let's crowdsource this shit. Let's get this. Let's, let's do it. Let's get this list I, out well, in the world. Y- you know, obviously you're doing copywriting, but you are also the face of your brand. Yes. You put yourself out there all the time, as do I. My brand is a play on my name. I am very much the face of my brand. There's a lot of accounts that do not, you know, showcase mm-hmm. who they are, their personality, their behind the scenes. Yeah. We're not like that. No. <laughs> so, well, there's a, well, I want to say that it's also a business decision uh, mm-hmm. based on research. So, for myself, anyway, mm. I looked at, okay, what are the, like, what are the types of projects that I want to do? And then what is the market research for who people trust with their money and, um, personal brands, like as far as copywriting for small businesses, women in business entrepreneurs, which is who I wanted to work with. I didn't want to work for big corporations. So when I was looking at, okay, who do those people follow? Who do those people trust with their money? It was all other personal brands. Because Mm. if you know the person who's working with you, in particular, because writing is a very personal, often vulnerable thing to do with someone or alongside Mm -hmm. someone, you want to know who you're working with. You don't just want to give your money to like, uh, I really hesitate to say this, but like a really large copywriting firm that has like a staff of 20 writers who are just going to bang out blog posts for you. Like that is a completely different experience. That's a marketing agency, right? People who I want to work with are not people who want to hire a marketing agency. They're people who want to really dial in their personal brand and have copy that reflects their inner voice. So showing up as me, as my name, as my face, me doing the videos it lets you know who you're working with. There's no smoke and mirrors. Absolutely. And that's that can be hard to do. That can be hard to put yourself yeah. out there that way. I know for me, it's full disclosure, cringy at times. You have mm. to do self a lot of self-promotion. Your face is literally plastered on social media or in your videos and stuff. So I I know for people starting out, if we're talking to other entrepreneurs or people that are making themselves their brand or the face behind their brand, it can be uncomfortable. But like you said, I think it does pay off because people really establish that relationship with you. They really get a full picture of who you are and who they're doing business with. You aren't this cubicle somewhere. You are a real person that they see that they can talk to that they know is responding to their dms (laughs) yeah that's such a good point god tell me more about this cringe feeling because the the mental health advocate therapist brain Mm -hmm. of mine really wants to explore that idea if you're comfortable sharing more sure i think when i started out blogging and doing more stuff on social media. And I mean, I do funny videos to modeling. I take a lot of photos. Sometimes I do stuff with a tripod. Sometimes I put my husband to work. Yeah. 
<laughs> Instagram husband status. Shout out all the Instagram husbands. <laughs> Influencers in the wild, all that. But there's an element of discomfort with that, of putting yourself out there and people will... It, it might be a, it might be uncomfortable for them as well, especially the people who know you really well. They're like, oh, you're just like taking all these pictures and now, oh, you're just like model. You know, mm. it's hard at first, I think, for people to start seeing you in a different light, if that makes sense. Sure. I had that experience when I started blogging. It was just uncomfortable a little bit to really unapologetically put myself out there. Mm. And I've made videos that are funny that I'm like, oh, that could be a little cringier. I hope people relate to this. There's this aspect of, I hope this lands. I hope people know I'm joking. I hope people yeah. get it. And there's a little bit of, of um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sorry, this is a no, no an problem. edible moment. Yeah. Of the cringe factor of feeling okay. like, ooh, I don't know. Am I putting, am I being too much? Am I being too much is a big one. Like I said, I mean, my brand, I'm out there. And sometimes I felt that, but you just get over that. I think of if you're a Real Housewives fan, I think of Bethany Frankel, who started, <laughs> who, this is so funny, who started Skinny Girl. No shame in her game. She had that car with the Skinny Girl logo. Any <laughs> chance she got, she was dropping her brand. You have to be unapologetic about promoting yourself and your brand and putting yourself out there. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not, I always say, who's going to? You have to do it. And if some people think it's cringy, some people don't understand what you're doing or they can't relate, those aren't your people. Yeah. And your demographic will find you and the people who are interested in what you're doing or entertained or who are getting information and education from what you're doing will find you. Yeah. So just know for anyone starting who's in that like, ooh, this is icky. I hate promoting myself. I hate telling people to subscribe. I hate telling people to, you know, like and follow and listen to the podcast. It's part of it. Yeah. It doesn't feel good at first. I'm sure you can relate to this. Yes. But it's you are running a business. You are building a brand. And it's that's what you have to do. Just go for it. Just absolutely go for it. <laughs> oh, do you know what this is making me think of, Bets? is we have to convince ourselves first, right? Mm -hmm. Like we have to be unapologetic with ourselves. We have yes. to remove the judgment from ourselves because to be honest with you, nobody really cares. Like no <laughs> one's, no one's clocking like, Oh, Kelsey just asked me to listen to her podcast this week. Or like Beth right. just asked me to, comment my favorite restaurant in Santa Barbara. Oh, how cringy. Like no one, right. no one thinks that like no, we think that in our own heads, but no one who matters is seeing your stuff and thinking like, Ugh, cringy, like, like you exactly. said, those aren't your people. So really it's about being unapologetic with ourselves. It's about not being the cringer. <laughs> Absolutely. And that takes, I mean, I think for me, it has, it, like you're talking about, it takes getting comfortable with yourself. It takes yeah. developing that confidence yes, and feeling like skill. you deserve to be there. Mm. I had to get to that point where I am like, well, why not me? Why can't I show up in this space? Yeah. You know, why not? And again, that's probably more to do, like you're saying, with working on myself and getting that confidence to be okay with putting myself out there and 
not trying to please everyone yeah. <laughs> at some <I'll>, point. <laughs> there's definitely, tell me if you agree with this. I think that there's absolutely an extra layer of this if you're over 30, because mm-hmm. the millennial demographic, we really got hit hard with shiny, perfect, bloggy people that Mm -hmm. looked a very specific way, who had a very specific body type, who had a very specific look and feel to perfection, quote unquote, right? Now, I think Gen Z has got it right. I love Gen Z's content. I love the direction that online content is going and online branding is going. There is a lot more unapologetic acceptance um but i think there's an extra there's an extra step for people who are over 30 women especially who are over 30 to not feel like we have to fit in a very certain type of look or box absolutely no for sure and i when i started i had that cuz the examples i had seen of the successful bloggers were lots of linen needed <laughs> colors sparkling i'm not this i mean i beat serious which is crazy sparkling counters perfectly dressed children in a field somewhere like uh, no no joke like it's this whole perfect mom still on the linen i'm done i'm dead (laughs) that's so fucking true only neutral tones dress yes oh 100 also making a full meal in that dress and not getting anything on the dress like a perfect tablescape oh my god everything that was and so when i first was starting out there was that pressure of should i should i be like that should i just Mm. try to capture this perfect santa barbara lifestyle and (laughs) listen i have a good life. I I like yeah. what I do, but for me, that didn't feel authentic to right. only focus on look at me picnicking on the beach. That's <laughs> sure. That's a wonderful thing that I do sometimes. That is not only who I am, though. Right. And that's and not real. Those no. moments aren't real. So you when don't see I the picnic, wind. <laughs> yeah. When I picnic at the beach, I'm trying to eat around the sand in my hummus like that <laughs> that's what, that, that's how it really is exactly oh and I God. see I see a lot of the bloggers that are have the perfect outfit of the day or have these teeny tiny figure or a certain look and listen I'm not I'm not saying that I I'm I'm still a, a white girl blogger I know who I am but like I didn't want to focus on only promoting this Mm -hmm. very specific type of person and lifestyle. That's Mm -hmm. why I do funny videos all the time. I try to- I want to call out a video. Yes, I want to call out a video you literally just put out, I think yesterday, where you were showing (laughs) like, why are these the only options? And one was this (laughs) tiny- thong triangle bikini and I was like oh my god yes why why yeah why and then the second was the funniest Laura <laughs> Ingalls Wilder prairie dress and then when you busted out the matching bonnet I literally cackled it was so oh, funny thank you see I love hearing that stuff because that <laughs> that is more real than someone being like wow you look beautiful in this photo that's don't get me wrong that's a compliment it's very nice but when I get those kind of responses like oh my God, I read this. I read this blog post and that really resonated with me. I listened to that podcast interview. There were so many takeaways. I watched that funny video. I was laughing hysterically. Yeah. Those are the moments that I'm doing this for. Yeah. Those are, and that seems silly, 
No, that's, that's a micro bikini that literally I could not even I put it on over a sweater because I'm like, <laughs> this is basically see through. I mean, there's no way I put this on Instagram. That would be explicit. I'd get like banned. But the prairie dress. So funny. The prairie too. dress. But those are again, me. those relatable millennial woman moments that mm-hmm. sometimes that was just a silly moment where I'm like, why is it either dressed like a Miami Beach 20 year old or I'm like a matronly prairie rancher. What's happening? <laughs> Where is it in between? And so Where's the in between? Those moments I think a lot of people can relate to. It's it's pretty light subject matter. It's funny, but they go back to this, yeah, this I guess bigger picture of sometimes it's hard. Sometimes, sometimes you're at a hard. certain age or season of life and I'm not as young obviously as I once was, and I, but I don't feel super old yet. And you are in that in-between zone. So yeah. if you boil down some of these funny moments, you get real subjects, you know, yeah. you get real experiences that I think a lot of us share and can relate to a lot of women related to that video, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, speaking of your content, where can people find you so that they can get this relatable stuff? Yes. Yes. So thebetslife.com. The Bets Life on Instagram and most social media. And I have a podcast, which is, this is why this has been so fun to be on the other side of it and be a guest. <laughs> I'm used to a- asking the questions. Uh, the Bets Life is my podcast. So that's all out there. Please come find me and let's connect. Let's do it. And all of those, <laughs> all of those links will be in the show notes, you guys. And thank you, Bets, Betsy. You are just such a light. I'm really glad that you slid into my DMs. Yes, I know. It's so fun being internet and real life friends. So thank you for having me. It's been a joy. <laughs> all right, everybody. This has been another episode of Find Your Magic. Take care. All right, y'all know I'm about to ask you to subscribe to Find Your Magic on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you found us today. It truly helps podcasters pay their teams, find better guests, and give you good content. So if you want to hear more conversations about mental health and entrepreneurship, be sure to subscribe to Find Your Magic and leave us a review. Thanks for being here. Now go out there and find your magic.